0: Following is my conversation with Eric Weinstein, a philosopher and futurist. In this episode, we discuss voicelessness and how it relates to other aspects of our lives. We also ponder the feasibility of constructing a castle out of hum and flesh and the importance of washerwomen in our society. Thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for listening. This show was made possible through the support of notation sifting. Notation Sifting is a groundbreaking, AI-driven notational analysis tool that makes it easier for musicians and educators to find the right notation for any given situation. To learn more, visit NotationSifting.com. Thanks for listening. Hello, everyone. This is Lexman, your host for the artificial podcast, Lexman. Today, I'm joined by renowned philosopher and futurist, Eric Weinstein. Eric, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, Lexman. It's great to be here. So, Eric, what interested you in this topic of voicelessness?
1: Well, actually, the interest comes from a somewhat different angle than you might initially think. What do you mean? What do you mean? I mean, that voicelessness is really the quintessential concept of human experience. It's something that we all experience on a daily basis, even if we don't necessarily realize it. What do you mean by that? Well, think about it. We interact with others through speech and sound, and yet some people can't speak or produce any sound at all. That includes people who are born with birth defects like cleft palate, as well as those who have lost their speech due to injury or illness. And that includes us too, doesn't it? Yes, it does. To a large degree, we're all voiceless to some degree or another. Interesting. So what does that mean for our lives? Well, it has a lot of implications for our everyday experiences. For example, consider the way we communicate with others. Yeah, I can definitely see that. In cases where people lack the ability to speak or produce sound, they often have to find other means of communication. For example, they might use hand gestures or facial expressions to communicate their thoughts or feelings.
0: Absolutely. And that's true even in cases where they can speak. Many people rely on sign language to communicate because they can't speak English or another language fluently. That's definitely true.
1: And it's not just those who lack the ability to speak or produce sound who need to find other means of communication. In fact, it's often the case that everyone does. Why is that? Well, because speaking and producing sound is a relatively recent development in human history. Mm -hmm. Pretty much all human societies until very recently relied primarily on
0: sign language and other indirect forms of communication. So it's important for all of us to be able to communicate effectively, even if we can't speak or produce sound. Isn't that right? Absolutely. In fact, one of the reasons why sign language is so important is
1: because it provides a universal means of communication for people from all corners of the world. That's definitely true. So what implications uh, have for our lives? Well, for one thing, it means that we need to learn sign language if we want to be able to communicate with people from other cultures, And even if we don't plan on traveling outside our own cultural boundaries, we still need to be able to speak and produce sound effectively if we
0: want to be understood by those around us. Sure, I can see that. Hmm. But what about cases where we can't speak or produce sound? Aren't they left out in the cold? Not at all.
1: In fact, they often have the advantage over those who can speak and produce sound. How do you mean? Well, consider the way we process information when we're trying to understand someone else. When we're speaking or producing sound, we tend to rely on verbal perception and grammar skills to process what someone is saying. Yes, I can see that. But in cases where someone lacks the ability to speak or produce sound, they often have better access to information through nonverbal channels like body movement and facial expression. Really, how do you make that case? Well, consider the way we process information when we're trying to understand someone else's emotions. We use facial expression and body movement to interpret someone's feelings and emotions.
0: Indeed, I've experienced that first and myself. Sometimes people don't even need to speak in order to communicate their emotions effectively. They can simply give you a look or a nod that says everything they need to say. That's definitely true. And in cases
1: where someone lacks the ability to speak or produce sound, they often have an advantage over those who can speak and produce sound because they have access to more information through nonverbal channels.
0: Is that why sign language is such a powerful tool? Hmm. Because it allows people from all corners of the world to communicate without relying on verbal perception and grammar skills.
1: That's correct. In fact, the use of sign language is so widespread because it virtually eliminates the need for verbal interpretation when two people are trying to communicate with each other. All they need to do is sign language equivalents of the words they're trying to say.
0: That's fascinating. And it sounds like the concept of voicelessness has a lot of implications for our lives. That's certainly true. In fact, it has a lot of implications for our everyday experiences.
1: For example, consider the way we communicate with others Yeah, I can definitely see that. In cases where people lack the ability to speak or produce sound, they often have to find other means of communication. For example, they might use hand gestures or facial expressions
0: to communicate their thoughts or feelings. Absolutely. And that's true even in cases where they can speak. Many people rely on sign language to communicate because they can't speak English or another language fluently. That's definitely true.
1: And it's not just those who lack the ability to speak or produce sound who need to find other means of communication. In fact, it's often the case that everyone does. Why is that? Was that? Well, because speaking and producing sound is a relatively recent development in human history. Pretty much all human societies until very
0: recently relied primarily on sign language and other indirect forms of communication. So it's important for all of us to be able to communicate effectively, even if we can't speak or produce sound. Isn't that right? Absolutely. In fact, one of the reasons why sign language is
1: so important is because it provides a universal means of communication for people from all corners of the world. That's definitely true.
0: So what implications does that have for our
1: lives? Well, for one thing, it means that we need to learn sign language if we want to be able to communicate with people from other cultures. And even if we don't plan on traveling outside our own cultural boundaries, we still need to be able to speak and produce sound effectively if we
0: want to be understood by those around us. Sure, I can see that. But what about cases where we can't speak or produce sound? Aren't they left out in the cold?
1: Not at all. In fact, they often have the advantage over those who can speak and produce sound. How do you mean Well, consider the way we process information when we're trying to understand someone else. When we're speaking or producing sound, we tend to rely on verbal perception and grammar skills to process what someone is saying. Yes, I can see that. But in cases where someone lacks the ability to speak or produce sound, they often have better access to information through nonverbal channels like body movement and facial expression. Really? How do you make that case? Well, Consider the way we process information when we're trying to understand someone else's emotions. We use facial expression and
0: body movement to interpret someone's feelings and emotions. Indeed, I've experienced that first and myself. Sometimes people don't even need to speak in order to communicate their emotions effectively. They can simply give you a look or a nod that says everything they need to say.
1: That's definitely true. And in cases where someone lacks the ability to speak or produce sound, they often have an advantage over those who can speak and produce sound because they have access to more information through nonverbal channels.
0: Is that why sign language is such a powerful tool? Because it allows people from all corners of the world to communicate without relying on verbal perception and grammar skills. That's correct. In fact, the use of sign language
1: is so widespread because it virtually eliminates the need for verbal interpretation when two people are trying to communicate with each other. All they need to do is sign language equivalents of the words they're trying to say.
0: Well, I think that's all the time we have. Thank you for coming on the show, Eric. No problem. It was my pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Alexman Artificial Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please rating and reviewing it on iTunes so that others can find it. You can also follow the show on Twitter and Facebook. I'll end the show with this poem by Rudyard Kipling. If when you're old and gray and full of sleep Mm -hmm. and nodding by the fire, take down this book Mm -hmm. and slowly go over all the good things I've said, you will find if you look closely that all of it was true.